Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the Venture Church Podcast. Venture is a life-giving church located in Bluffton, South Carolina, led by Pastor Sean Olson. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope this word encourages you and inspires you. Now, let's dive into the word with Pastor Sean and his message for this week. We are going to have some fun today. Church is to be fun. I'm not going to come up here and tell you how we're all sinners and we are just the worst people of all time, uh, even though we are, but that's not me. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm so excited that you guys are able to make it out to venture today. Uh, come on, school is around the corner. All the parents said amen. Let's go. Yes, yes. Hey, for me, summer is almost over. I can't stand the heat. I'm ready for the fall to be back. College football is about to be here. It's my favorite time of year. I'm excited. Um, I'm pumped to be with you guys today and be able to share uh, the stage uh, where Pastor Sean normally preaches the word. Um, But I I want to talk a little bit today about um, what God has been speaking to me. Um, A lot of times, um, if someone asks me to share, whether it's a small group or a meeting or whatever it is, um, I always try to open myself up. I try to open my heart um, up and to speak about what's going on in my life, um, what God is speaking to me. Um, I think that that's important. I think it's, it's important for us to share and talk about what God's doing in our life and what God is, is speaking to us. Um, and so I'm excited to, to share a little bit about that. And hopefully um, some of you all in here can relate to uh, what God's been speaking to me. And so uh, before we jump in, tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Anthony. I get the opportunity and the honor to lead our First Impressions team here at Venture. Oh, thank you guys. Um, <laughs> It has been such, such a journey. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that in just a second, but um, it's such an honor to get to, to, to lead and serve alongside uh, the, the, the greeters in the hallway, um, our VIP team who usher in our first-time visitors here at Venture, the usher team. Uh, they lead me way more than I lead them, um, and it's just been an incredible, incredible honor. It's had its up, ups and downs, and you know, you get to meet people that become family. Um, and, and, you know, I don't need to get into it, but um, Pastor Sean told me something one time and it just wrecked me. And he said, it's so hard because when you love so well, it hurts. And, and I was like, oh man, why do you tell me that? Uh, anyway, so, um, <laughs> but it is a pleasure to get to do that. Um, I'm 26 years old. Um, I try to look as young as I can. I have no hair and, you know, I'm just trying to stay as young as I can and relevant, you know, and all that good stuff. Um, I'm not from here. I grew up in Orlando, Florida. Um, hallelujah, Disney World, all that good stuff. Um, I've been involved in student ministry and worship. I can't even tell you how long since I think like middle school, eighth grade, ninth grade, something like that. Um, and those gifts and passions uh, led me to take a step in a, uh, I don't want to say career because it's not been a career, but um, a, a pathway for me to meet some incredible people. And so uh, after I graduated, I uh, joined a nonprofit organization. Uh, and essentially what I did is I was a traveling worship band member. So uh, I got to travel around the country leading young people, middle school, high school students in worship at conferences and camps and whatever. And it was a blast. It was so much fun. Um, I got to meet a couple of people in Florida, and they were amazing. And uh, they said, hey, man, we need a keyboard player, and this is what we're about. We're about young people. We're about music. And I was like, what? 
come on. So that's my lane. Um, so I went to school. I was going to go to school to be a firefighter, and uh, I graduated and everything. And literally, as soon as I passed my state boards and all that fun stuff, they were like, hey, we have this opportunity we, we want to uh, tell you about. Um, and I was like, okay. And so I talked to my dad about it, and he was like, well, son, you know, you got to be a dad one day, and uh, you got to have a family and all that fun stuff. And I said, yeah, dad, but you know, it's the Jesus thing. Like, you have to support it. Like, you have to support the Jesus thing, you know? And so, and he's like, yeah, and my dad does ministry and stuff in Florida, too. And he's like, I understand, son. He's like, I got to get it, you know, all that good stuff. So I was able to meet some friends, and they became my family. We were so tight. Um, we spent hours and hours. And I mean, when you tra- listen, when you travel with people, you really get to know who someone is. Come on, take someone out of their home and their environment, and you see how much stuff that they travel with and what they smell like when they only have a little bag like this big. I'm telling you, you get to learn. But we became family, um, a small group of us. And so long story short, we, uh, our worship leader, um, he got an opportunity to become the worship pastor over uh, at Decibel Church. Um, in a little small town uh, of Beaufort, South Carolina, um, where that happens to be where, I'm going to try to make sure I don't mess this up, Sean's brother, Shane, uh, Pastor Sean's brother, Shane, is the lead pastor over there. And so uh, we did what every group of young 20-year-olds would do, is we packed up everything we had and said, hey, this is what God wants us to do. So we moved to Beaufort, South Carolina. And uh, I served, got to serve under um, Pastor Shane. So I got to serve under Shane and Sean. Y'all pray for me. I'm telling you, this dude, he talks about his family all the time. Y'all don't even know. Y'all, y'all don't even know. Uh, it was awesome. I love, uh, I love um, Pastor Shane. Hopefully he listens to this and I love you, brother. Um, but yeah, so it was there where you guys know the story. Um, so I got involved there and got in, uh, involved in student ministry and worship team and plugged in and really making a difference over there and doing what God has called us to do is just to serve the local church. Um, we weren't hired by them. We were just volunteers. Just Eric was the worship pastor over there. And so we served the local church and it was a blast. Um, and then Pastor Sean, you know, God was doing something in him and, and Angela. And so they came down and they were involved with Decibel for a little bit. And me being the outgoing person that I am, we were at uh, a Sandbar Sunday is something that they did as like an outreach event. And I saw this like nice, cool, fresh looking guy. And I was like, man, he seems kind of lonely. And I was like, well, what do I do? I'm like, yo, what's up, dude? Like, how you doing? So it was uh, Pastor Sean. And so we got to hit it off and hear his heart and hear his vision about what God was speaking to him and what, what God wanted uh, for the city of Bluffton. And of course, for you guys that know the story, as soon as I heard his vision, I immediately jumped to his launch team, no hesitation. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're laughing because it took me forever to uh, uproot from decibel. Y'all stop hating on me. We're still showing mercy and grace. Uh, it took me forever. I hate conflict. I, guys, I hate conflict. Pray for me. I, man, if people give their food back to the waiter or waitress at a restaurant, I get super uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, gosh, please, no, just eat it. Here, take my food instead. Like, I'm like, no, gosh. Oh, that's just who I am. I hate conflict to the T. Taylor makes fun of me all the time. And she's like, you need to go and do this. And she makes me do stuff now. She's like, hey, I don't like this. Can you go return it? I'm like, no, you can go return it. I'm going to be over here. <laughs> Oh, y'all need to pray for me. Um, but yeah, so going back and forth of what I wanted to do, do I need to, you know, should I serve at Decibel or do I need to take this next step in life? I don't know what a church plant looks like. They didn't know what they were doing at the time. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do. Y'all know what to do. Why should I come over? Um, but the more I got to um, 
hang out with, with Pastor Sean and, and Angela and the team and hear their heart and um, the vision that he has to change this city and to hear people um, hear the, uh, to, to, to reach people for them to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, I knew that that was the next step for me in my journey to be under his leadership. Uh, man, speaking of Pastor Sean, he is going to probably hate me, but um, I have the microphone now, so uh, yeah. Um, I just want <laughs> I just want to take a quick second. He doesn't know that I'm going to say this, so that's okay. Um, I just want to brag on our pastor for a second. Man, if you... If you, are, if you are new to venture um, or you've been coming for a while and you haven't had the opportunity to just, to just have a conversation with him just about his heart and who he is, um, you need to do that. I think in the world and culture that we live in today, and I don't need to go into it. We see the news. We see the social media. We see all of that stuff that's going on. Um, this man is the kind of pastor that the, the church, the big C church needs today. Um, it doesn't matter who, what, when, where, why, what color, how much money, um, what situation that they are in. Um, this dude will do anything it takes for someone to hear the gospel. Um, and that is the kind of pastor and kind of leader that we need in the world today. And I'm not saying this because he's my pastor and he's my friend. Um, man, he just has a, a crazy desire to see marriages restored and to see lives and, and brokenness mended. Um, and like I said, ultimately to see every single person uh, come to know Jesus. And, and I'm honored uh, to call him pastor and more, uh, I'm even more honored to call you friend, buddy. And uh, I love you and I appreciate you. Thank you for allowing me to share your stage today. And it's not your stage, it's the Lord's, but I know you kind of do your thing and all that fun stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Anyways, moving on. So I recently got engaged. Hallelujah. Hello. Holla at your boy. She said yes. Uh, and all the dudes in the room are like, yeah, my boy. And all the women are like, he doesn't know. He's not ready. Pray for him. He doesn't. Oh, man. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but Taylor is my uh, lovely fiance. Uh, she, you probably see her in the hallway greeting. Uh, she's very introverted, except for when she's around me. She just goes and goes. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> they just got back from, uh, she helps with our venture students, and uh, they just got back. So everyone in this like first two rows are going to be sleeping probably in the next like 10 minutes. So I promise it won't be long for you guys today. Um, let me just shoot down some expectations real quick too. Uh, sometimes like on Sundays, church is so long. Pastor Sean, he just preaches and preaches and preaches. And so I know there's that like that restaurant that we can never make it to because it's always too crowded by the time he's done preaching. I promise you today you will make it. I'm not going to preach. I'm not going to preach long today. I'm not going to be long. Who knows? This might be the last time I get to speak up here. So, oh man, but we're going to have a good time. I promise you. Um, and I'll be honest with you guys. I'm, I'm going to be vulnerable. A, a lot of the material uh, that God wants me to speak about today is stems for myself and what I have personally been been dealing with and and that's okay it's okay to share our struggles it's okay to share our thoughts and what's going on and what we're feeling with each other um, I think that is what makes our problems bigger is we just don't tell anybody we don't talk about it and we hold it in and hold it in and it just gets so bad and but I hope uh, what I have to say today and how God uses me uh, really impacts you and impacts your family and and your marriage and what's going on in your life today um, so, like I said, I recently got engaged, and uh, it's been 
crazy. So Taylor's in nursing school at USCB. And so like, obviously it's summertime. And so she's not in class right now. So we have been like full speed ahead, trying to get as much as we can, as much stuff as we can done and figured out and all this kind of stuff before she goes back to school. And I feel like I'm getting married next month because we have this done and this done and this. And I'm like, man, I was talking to my buddy Jake and he was like, bro, y'all are Y'all are way ahead of the game. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's, just how we, that's just how we do it. Um, so, but but it's, been, it's been crazy, you know, and we just go, 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 plan, plan, plan. And, but in this process, I began to notice something that, about myself. I began to start feeling these like weird like feelings and, and, and I, I found myself starting to just like, like look at other people, not in like a, man, bless them, they're doing great. But in a way where it was like, oh, that's cool. Man, they have a nice house. Man, I, I hope I can, I want to, I want to get on that. And 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 look at look at what phase of life they were in and how comfortable that they were and, and how financially stable they were and, and what career you know this this husband had. And, and I began to say, man, like, I'm obviously not even close to that. And, and I wish I had that. I, I I want that. I want to be able to to do that. And and I begin to envy like some of these these people and and some of our I mean I'm, I'll never tell them who they are but some of our, our friends and stuff like that and we have friends that are in the same stage of life and I begin to look at them and be like man they, all their families here and and they're having a great time and and Taylor, I don't have family here and Taylor doesn't have family here. we have our venture family come on um but but we don't have biological family here and I began to look at them like man like I, I wish we had family to celebrate with and and do all this stuff and and what what should have been like a, a super exciting time being engaged and thinking about this it really became kind of like a downer because I was looking over here and looking at what they had. And, and I began to feel this like cloud kind of hanging over, over me. And, and I was like, okay, like, God, what is going on? Because I, I usually don't do this. I mean, every now and then I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, I'm pretty confident in myself. But at this point I was like, oh, what is going on? So I had this cloud over me and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do what every, you know, good Christian does, you know, whatever. I'm going to pray to God about it. And so um, <laughs> he didn't tell me anything super spiritual. He didn't give me some like Ten Commandments lightning strike or anything. Um, and what he said to me um, is kind of the, the quote unquote title, I guess, of today's message, if I had to have one. And he said, very plain and simple. He said, this is the way God talks to me. He said, boy, he said, you need to worry about yourself. You need to stop looking at all these other people and what's going on. Turn to your neighbor and say, worry about yourself. If you're sitting next to your spouse, look at them and say, yo, you need to work. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. I told y'all this is the last time I'm probably going to speak. You know, I got to have some fun. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, and we're going to have fun. And we're going to have some more fun right now. Uh, we live in a world that's full of comparison. Full of, I mean, from, from little things to big things to funny things. So I thought it would be a blast to take some of the things that we always look at and we always consume and, and have and we see in our day-to-day life and see where you guys fall on this, this thing. So I have a couple pictures of, come on, Chick-fil-A, Christian Chicken, and Zaxby's. Where are my Christian Chicken people at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now all the, all the other people who... Hey, come on. Listen, Zaxby's, come on. Hey, come on now. All right, what's, what's the next one? Oh, okay. 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 Where are, the, <laughs> where are the Starbucks snobs? The Starbucks snobs. You got your order ready. You roll up at the same time every day, and you're like, I'm here. 
Listen, I used to work at Starbucks. The, 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 the same people every day, the same time. I mean, like for weeks, never, never missed. Crazy. Now, here's the real question. Where are the Dunkin' Donuts people at? Come on, what? Wow. Listen, if you guys want to bless Pastor Sean, buy that man some Dunkin' Donut gift cards. He will love, he will love, <laughs> he will love some Dunkin' Donuts. Just kidding. This dude drinks more Starbucks than anybody that I know. All right, what else we got? What else we got going on? Okay, here we go. We live on the coast. Where all the beach people at? Oh my gosh, I moved from, from Ohio because everyone is from Ohio around here. Uh, we moved from Ohio to be close to the beach. Where are the mountain people at? Hey, oh, wowzers. Why are you guys living here? What's going on? All right, all right, what's the next one? Hey, the sports people, for the sports people, you cannot step onto a basketball court without someone saying, yo, who you got, LeBron or you got Jordan? Who you got, who's better? Oh, who you got, oh, who you got? LeBron, no, nah, man, Jordan, man, come on, Jordan, LeBron. See, there you go. See, my man, Walter, he's already spitting out facts. All right, hey, now, I, I think this is the last one. Now, this one, come on, sh- don't ruin my... <laughs> this last one is a big deal. I don't care about the other ones. I'm not a coffee drinker. I could care less about the beach, whatever. This last one is a big deal. What we got? Oh! oh listen, hey, real talk. I have, been, I have had conversations with people at this church in a circle about this comparison right here, and we had to walk away. Like, it legit got, it got heated. Jen, it got heated. Come on, Chipotle. Come on, Chipotle. Hey-o! <laughs> oh, man. Come on, come on. Moses, all right. I got Mo Monday. You know, whatever. I mean, if you got to, you know, go to Mo's. Anyways, man, I'm so excited. It's just good to laugh in church. I'm, man, I'm excited to be here. Um, I think that's the last one, right? Yeah, okay, cool. That's what I thought. I don't even know what I got going on. Uh, but I want to talk about something, and, and you probably already know, uh, but something that we all deal with, teenagers, adults, married people, single people, uh, you know, whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> and that's comparison. It's something that, that constantly uh, surrounds our lives and, and, and consumes us. <clears throat> but hopefully I'll, I'll, we can talk about it today in a way um, that'll be encouraging and, and make us all a little bit better. Uh, and I want to read a story from scripture. You've probably heard this story. Uh, it's from the book of Luke chapter 10, uh, verse 38 through 42. And let's kind of jump in and see what uh, the scripture says. Uh, it says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted. Say distracted. 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 Come on, distracted. By all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, if you're anything like me, I'm not afraid to admit, like I said, I'm going to be vulnerable. I hate reading. My parents, as a, when I was a kid, we had to read 30 minutes a day. It was the worst. I remember telling my parents, please spank me, like spank me instead. Like, I will take my whooping, and so I don't have to read. So, when I, listen, I'm, I'm going to be real with you guys. So when I read, I have to like 
jump into the story and use my terms so I can help me understand. So we obviously know the story of Martha and Mary. And I imagine like it says that, it says, I think it says that Martha opened her home. So I envision Martha being like big sister and like trying to, you know, be the provider for her and her sister. And I think Mary is like super small and quiet and like perfect, perfect little Mary. And they come in and they know that Jesus is coming to their home. And I see Martha and Martha's like, Mary girl, we got to get this house. We got to get it clean. We got to scrub the floors. We got to clean the toilet. You know, Jesus, his holy butt cheeks needs to be on a clean toilet. And so we got to do this. We gotta, and I see Martha run around crazy. And I see Mary like, okay, okay, Martha. Okay, you do you, boo. And so then, you know, Jesus rolls in and then Martha's getting it. Martha's getting it. And Mary's like, oh, Jesus, let me, let me, I just want to be around you. I just want to learn what you have to say. I just want to be around you. And I think Martha's in the other room and she's doing her thing. And here's what Martha does that, that is what we all do. Instead of continuing to do what she knows is, is, is right and what she thinks she's doing to honor the Lord coming in, she looks up and I like, I see Martha like, peek around the corner. And she's like, oh, Jesus, tell Mary to help me. And Jesus, you know, because he's just super chill. He's like, yo, Martha, like, relax. Like, you got it all wrong. She got it all right. But the first thing that sticks out to me in this story is I think Martha starts off at, a, at an amazing place. She is, she's, she knows Jesus is coming into her home and she's like, okay, I need to serve and honor my Jesus. Jesus is coming in, so I'm gonna make sure it's clean. I'm gonna focus on my lane. I'm gonna do what I know for me is, is, is gonna be honoring to him and she's killing it. And I think that's where we all need to be. In everything that we do, he needs to be on the front of our mind. And Colossians 3.23 says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Work for the Lord rather than for people. One more time, work for the Lord rather than for people. How many of us wake up every day? Get our hair done, except for me and Paul. <laughs> we wake up, we get up, we get dressed. We do this, we do that, we do this. And the thing that's on our mind is, man, I, I got to make sure that people look at me and... and that I have it all together. We do, we go out, we go to our jobs. I'm like, man, I just want somebody to notice me. And that consumes our mind. We're doing nothing but trying to prove something to other people because we care so much about what they say. I think we need to worry about ourselves. The first thing I think we need to do in our lives is just worry about ourselves. Worry about our own lives. Worry about our own marriages. Worry about our own careers. Worry about our own kids. 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 through 12 says, make it your goal to live a quiet life. Come on. Who wants a quiet life? Quiet. No kids. Hear the, the waves crashing against the, the rocks. Quiet life. Minding your own business. Hello. And working with your own hands. Then people who are not believers will respect the way you live and you will not need to depend on others. We've all heard the, the phrase or the, the term, the grass is greener on the other side. And I think that, if I can be honest, I think that some of us need to put on some gloves, put on our work shorts, and we need to get to work in our own lives. We need to get to work on our own grass. We need to get to work on our own yard. We need to get to work on our own family. We need to get to work on our own kids and our own personal prayer life with Jesus and stop worrying about and leaning on our fancy, our fancy fences and looking at what, what Bob and Sally have 
and get a little bit messy and work on, work on ourselves, especially in the workplace. That's the place that we need, to, we need to be working, being an example. When we compare, when we, begin, when, we, when we begin to compare and worry about and look at others instead of ourselves, it says that we're not confident in who we are and that we don't believe in ourselves. The reality is, is when we try to take someone else's life, someone else's situation, someone else's circumstance and compare them to ours, it's not going to fit. I consider myself a little bit of a fashion guy. I might, you might not agree with my style. That's okay. You do you, boo. Worry, worry about yourself. You know, and, and a lot of times I'll be watching, you know, whatever. I'll be watching TV or, or watching celebrities or watching whatever it is, you know, athletes or whatever. And I'm like, damn, that dude is fly. That dude is fly. Man, I wish I had his wardrobe. I wish I had his money so I can look like him. If I just look like him, I'll walk the streets. I don't have to worry about anything. But the reality is, a lot of times, we want to wear someone else's stuff. When we finally get it on, yes, this is small on purpose. Don't judge me. Reality is, we put it on, and we're like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is what I wanted. I waited for this for so long. I've been looking. I finally got it. And the reality is, when we finally get it, <laughs> when we finally get it, what we've been wanting and looking at for so long, it looks so dumb. It doesn't fit who we are. It doesn't fit where God has us in this season. I think we just need to worry about ourselves. Man, I'm sweating, so I'm definitely going to take this off. <laughs> but I think comparison, comparison is a two-way street, though. And I, unfortunately, I think that, that we, we constantly walk down the side of the road that is very detrimental to our lives. We, we, we walk down the road of comparison that, that oh, I want this, and, and my life would be better if I have this. And when we do that, it takes away our confidence. We look to the right, we look to the left, to the, to the left, to the right, and we constantly see what they have and what we don't. And we, we just, we do so much harm to ourselves, and we forget who God has called us to be. I saw an article the other day, don't even get me started about Instagram and Facebook. <clears throat> I have an Instagram, I have a Facebook. But I saw an article that said Instagram might take away the, the like feature on, on the, the photo, so you don't see how many likes you have anymore, or who likes your photo. And people were going nuts because they, they can't see who likes my stuff, who's looking at me. Man, that, that blows my mind. Like, that, that's great. With everything going on in the world, like, that's what, that's what we're, we're, we're crying about is people can't see our stuff. The other road of comparison, though, is I think we need to realize that we are the people that other people are also watching. Yes, we always talk about comparison and, and us looking and us looking, but... I think we need to shift our mindset to realize that we're also living a life that other people are trying to compare their life to. They're watching how, who we are, how we treat our kids. They're watching us and how we treat our spouses. They're watching us and how we are at work. And if we call ourselves Christ followers, we have the responsibility to live a life that will impact someone else's. Which leads me to my second point today. Live an inspiring life. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says this, your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop and who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's place where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. 
So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that the commendable things you do will shine as a light upon them and they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. The first way to live an inspiring life is to live your own unique life. Be who you were created to be. Live in your purpose. That's why every single week we push growth track. And it's not so we can boost our dream team numbers and we can have more people to do work and we can fill holes and do this and do that. Growth track is for you to find your purpose, to find your gifts so that you can begin to walk in your own unique life and begin to make an impact on other people's. Be confident in yourself. And that includes your imperfections. I think a lot of people want to change who they are and want something else because they're not confident in who they are because of their imperfections, because of their mistakes, because of their past. Jeremiah 1.5 says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. Mary, in our opening scripture, knew who she was. She knew that she needed to do nothing but sit at the feet of Jesus and to listen at what he said. And I love Jesus' response to Martha when she looks over and we talked about it already. But he says in a different version, I love the way it says this, why are you so upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Are they that important? And I ask myself that. Is all this stuff that important? Is having this and having that and being them, is is it that important? Mary has discovered the one thing that's most important by choosing to sit at my feet. And she is not distracted. Mary knew what was important. And I told you I'm not going to talk that long today. But I want to walk into the last point um, of the message today. And that's this. Comparison steals our joy. In the culture that we live in today, it says that I'll be happy when I get the next thing. I'll be happy when I get this new job or this promotion. I'll be happy when I, when I, oh, I'll be happy when I find the one that I can do life. Oh, then I'll be happy. I'm tired of doing life by myself. I'll be happy when I can find my, my Prince Charming or my, my princess. I'll be happy when my spouse finally changes and starts to listen to me. (laughs) I'll be happy when my kids start to obey what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. This one, this one, this one, oof. I'll be happy when I find the perfect church that fits all my needs. Hello. Come on, I've had way too many conversations. I've been in this church. I don't like what they do over there. I've been in this church, man. I, I don't know what's going on. But I've heard people say, oh, man, if I can just find the, the perfect church for me, that's right for me. That speaks to all my needs. And then I'll be happy. And then I know God will speak to me when I'm happy at this perfect church. I'll be happy when my life is like Chip and Joanna Gaines. And I have my, my, my farmhouse house. And I have my farmhouse stuff. And I'm like Chip and Joanna. Man, that, man if I just had that, I'll be happy. I'll be good. I'll be good to go. As long as we compare our lives and situations and circumstances to everyone and everything else around us, we will never ever experience true joy. When we compare to other people's seasons, we lose the joy in our current season. We forget that God has us exactly where he wants us to be in this moment, but we constantly look at other people's highlights 
and think that they have it going on. And we completely lose the joy in our currency. We completely miss what this season for us is designed to be, the growth that we were meant to, to, to have. We miss it because we're comparing to other people's stuff. Until we can wake up every morning, roll out of our comfy beds, go into the bathroom, look in the mirror and say, you know what, man, I, I'm a child of God. I'm not perfect, but I know that God has a plan for me. I know that God is with me. I know that he will take care of me and carry me in whatever season that I'm in until we can get to that place. Then we will start to experience true joy. Finding the joy in Jesus is what will make us happy. Finding freedom in Jesus is what will make us happy. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. When's the last time that, when's the last time you've really, really sat down and, and looked at yourself in the mirror and, and, and spoke highly of yourself. I think so many people are afraid to say, and be confident and say, you know what? Man, I look good today. Not because I'm trying to pick somebody up or I'm trying to do something. Man, I look good today. I feel good today. It's okay to, to be confident in yourself. And I think we're so afraid to be like, oh, I don't want people to think that I'm full of myself. I'm trying to be humble. It's okay to express your frustrations. It's okay to express your fears and your worries out loud to Jesus. I think that's a part of the process of finding who we are. And I don't know everyone's story in here, but I do know that we're all human. And I do know that we have fears. And I do know that we have imperfections. And I do know, whether you believe it or not, at the end of the day, we all just want to be happy. We all just want to experience true joy. And that only comes with a relationship with Jesus. It doesn't come with anything else. It doesn't come from a check with a bunch of zeros. It doesn't come from, from a, a spouse. It doesn't come from, from, from a new child in our lives. It doesn't come from a new church. It only comes from a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus. And there may be people in here who you come every single week. And You've heard about this Jesus thing and you've heard all the sermons and you've heard all the song lyrics, but what you constantly do when you come in is you say, you know what, let me just look at these, let me look at these church people. Let me come in and look, look who's to my left and see what they post on Instagram and what they do on Sundays. Let me come in and look to, to my right and see what, what this guy's doing because I saw him at, out at downtown Savannah on Friday night and he was having a good old time. I think you've come in and you've let other people's lives affect your personal relationship with Jesus. And that has stopped you from taking that next step. And I'm here to tell you this, plain and simple. Don't let someone else's life, don't let someone else's relationships dictate your personal relationship with Jesus. It's personal. It's for you. God has blessings for you. He doesn't want you to partake in someone else's blessings. And the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing, it's simple. We, we overcomplicate the gospel so much. The beautiful thing is, man, he's ready to meet you right where you are right now. 
without your, your perfect house, without your perfect car, without your perfect marriage, without your perfect kids. He's ready to be like, hey, I'm ready when you are. Let's roll. Let's have a good time. It's not going to be easy, but I'm ready to have a good time. I wonder if there are people here today who haven't been happy for a long time. We come in and, and we shake each other's hands and we smile and we, oh, how you doing? I'm doing great. But when you leave, you're not happy. You go home and you sit and you're like, here we go. Another week, another week at work, another day. I'll make dinner. Here you go. I wonder how many of us in here today are just longing and wanting to finally experience true, true joy. And I'll be honest with you, the Bible's clear about what that looks like. We are to confess and repent of our sins because the reality is we're born into a sinful world and we need Jesus. And Jesus is here today to say, man, I'm ready when you are. So if you would just bow your heads and close your eyes with me. And I just want to give that clear, sweet invitation today. If, if you're in this place today and you just haven't, you just haven't been happy. You haven't been happy. You're, you're in a life of routine and you're so tired of doing the same things and you're so tired of looking at other people's lives and, and, and losing your joy. God's ready to, to give you the joy that you've been looking for today. And all it takes is just saying, Jesus, I need you. I need you in my life. I need you to come and meet me where I am right now. And if that's you today, all we want to do is we just want to pray with you. We want to, we want to talk with you after service and we want to get you plugged in on, on what that looks like. And if that's you today, I just want you to really simply just raise your hand not trying to embarrass you. We just want to love on you. If that's you to say, I'm, I'm, ready, for, I'm ready for true joy in my life. Come on. Dear Jesus, we thank you for, for who you are. We thank you for, for the, the breath that you've given us today. We thank you for the, the new mercy that you've given us. We thank you for the forgiveness that you've given us that we don't deserve. We thank you for being who you are. We thank you for, for never leaving us when we've turned our back on you. Father, fill this place. Draw people close to you. Let them start to, to experience true joy. And everyone said in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed today's message, take a second and share it with your friends. Here at Venture, we believe in the power of being connected with a local church body. So whether that's with us at Venture or another local church near you, we encourage you to get plugged in. We hope you have an amazing week. And thanks again for listening to the Venture Church Podcast.